Welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Sean Johnson, and today is Monday, October 16th, 2023. Today is the birthday of Oscar Wilde. Uh, if you are a listener to our flagship show, Close Reads, uh, you might have recently listened along to a discussion of Oscar Wilde's a Picture of Dorian Gray. Wilde is, it has been said, is known for being Oscar Wilde. He's known after that, maybe for being uh, a novelist and the author of A Picture of Dorian Gray. After that, maybe as a playwright and the author of plays like The Importance of Being Earnest. Perhaps even after that, the author of uh, some children's stories and fables. And last of all, or maybe not at all, uh, is Oscar Wilde remembered or known as a poet? But today I would like to uh, bring some of his poems to light. His best known poem, and for many his only known poem, is a rather long poem he wrote near the end of his life, The Ballad of Reading Jail, which is uh, a moving poem uh, written by, uh, I think, a broken and a transformed Oscar Wilde uh, that ends with uh, a seemingly a sincere confession and reflection upon uh, every man's need for Christ. But uh, he wrote a number of other poems. And uh, though he was uh, a flamboyant public figure, uh, if you know much about Wilde, you know that uh, he dealt with a lot of internal uh, turmoil and a lot of personal sorrows. Uh, and some of his poems reveal and reflect that. And I think uh, humanize Oscar Wilde a bit for us. So today I have two uh, shorter poems by Wilde uh, that uh, I might encourage us to, uh, to empathize with him. On this, the anniversary of his birth, the first is Requiescat, the second on the sale by auction of Keats' love letters. I'll read each poem once, offer a few comments on them both, uh, and then close out by reading them each one more time. Requiescat. Tread lightly, she is near under the snow. Speak gently, she can hear the daisies grow. All her bright golden hair tarnished with rust, she that was young and fair, fallen to dust. Lily-like, white as snow, she hardly knew she was a woman, so sweetly she grew. Coffin board, heavy stone, lie on her breast, I vex my heart alone, she is at rest. Peace, peace she cannot hear, lyre or sonnet. All my life's buried here, heap earth upon it. On the sale by auction of Keats' love letters. These are the letters which Endymion wrote to one he loved in secret and apart. And now the brawlers of the auction mart bargain and bid for each poor blotted note. 
I, for each separate pulse of passion, quote the merchant's price. I think they love not art who break the crystal of a poet's heart, that small and sickly eyes may glare and gloat. Is it not said that many years ago, in a far eastern town, some soldiers ran with torches through the midnight and began to wrangle for mean raiment and to throw dice for the garments of a wretched man, not knowing the god's wonder or his woe? The poem Requiescat has... Uh, written by Wilde when he was just beginning uh, his poetic career. Uh, he wrote it in 1881. But it's about, or in tribute to, uh, his sister, Isola, who died uh, over a decade before uh, at age nine, uh, and when he was just 12 years old. And uh, her loss definitely had a, a great impact on him. Uh, in fact, uh, Wilde endured a great many uh, personal tragedies in that vein. He had two half-sisters who uh, died in early adulthood, uh, both, uh, both from wounds sustained in the same fire uh, at a ball. But the loss of his uh, of his nine year old sister seems to have uh, had the the greatest and heaviest impact upon him, uh, as he reflects in this poem. First, upon her loss, she is under the snow. She was young and fair, and now she is dust. Uh, but then uh, he begins to console himself. Her loss is heavy upon him, like the coffin board, the heavy stone that lies on her breast, uh, is also uh, described in close proximity to his heart. Uh, in fact, there's even a strong similarity between the phrasing, there's an, a symmetry in the phrasing, heavy stone and heart alone, H-E-A, H-E-A, stone alone, uh, as if the weight that lays upon her coffin uh, lays upon his heart as well. But he then consoles himself with the thought that she is at rest. It's his heart alone that's vexed. Hers is at rest. This comfort gives away to a new emotion almost immediately, though. In the final stanza, peace, peace, she cannot hear lyre or sonnet. And whether that is... Uh, a kind of further comfort. There's no need to uh, bother writing poems like this uh, because she's beyond the the hearing of them or the need for them. Or if he hasn't changed almost immediately uh, back to an emotion of futility. She is at rest. I am not. And the thing that I instinctively do write this poem about her, uh, cannot reach her. All my life's buried here, heap earth upon it. Uh, that latter reading seems the more likely because he concludes not with hope, but with continuing grief, and one can't help but pity him and want to grieve with him. 
The other poem is a sonnet dedicated in some way to uh, the poet John Keats, uh, a romantic poet uh, who was influential upon and idolized by many Victorian poets, uh, Wilde and uh, some uh, pre-Raphaelite poets of the same era. Wilde, who died tragically at age 25, depriving the world, many believe, of uh, decades of genius and masterful poetry that we will never never now hear or enjoy. Uh, upon the, the real occasion of some of his secret love letters being discovered and uh, sold at auction, and Wilde uh, <laughs> reflects upon the sadness of this event, uh, although you get the feeling, uh, this is often the case with Wilde, that though he's not talking about himself, maybe he's really <laughs> talking about himself. And by uh, uh, an unlikely relation, uh, he ends up talking about Jesus too. The absolute best line in this poem is, I think they love not art who break the crystal of a poet's heart that small and sickly eyes may glare and gloat. Uh, The idea that there is this uh, inside of a great artist, a great creative genius, there is this uh, rare and treasured thing that is also uh, a precious and fragile thing, Um, that it is to be uh, honored, protected, treated as sacred, and uh, that many would rather shatter it uh, to to get a look at what's inside. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien uh, uses a similar metaphor uh, in a different context, uh, that of a tower which men come uh, to study. And in order to uh, fully understand what it is and what it's for, they knock it down uh, to get a closer look at, at each of the stones and how they fit together. But what none of them realize and what the true value of the tower for its original builder was, is that when you climb to the top of the tower, you can see the sea. Oscar Wilde, whose own uh, crystal heart uh, was often being uh, fried at and and chiseled away at uh, by a public who was uh, uh, eager to, to see and know his private doings and his private thoughts, uh, might know this feeling all too well. Uh, He was, by all accounts, the first true uh, celebrity of the modern age and uh, had to suffer under the burden that came with that and still comes with that. So much so that he uh, associates Keats and himself with uh, another hunted man uh, whose garments were divided and gambled over, uh, the dying god himself. The uh, final stanza, uh, of course, being a, a reference to uh, the the ill treatment uh, and shaming of Jesus at his trial and crucifixion. A far eastern town, soldiers ran with torches through the midnight and began to wrangle for mean raiment and to throw dice for the garments of a wretched man, not knowing the God's wonder or his woe. Uh, but while it's just vague enough that uh, any uh, tortured genius might come along 
and uh, pour themselves into those lines. Uh, perhaps they are the God who who has a woe, knows a woe, which no one but him can truly comprehend. Though that is uh, the gift of a great poet to create a metaphor that others can come to and fill with their own uh, experiences and emotions. So though Oscar Wilde was not uh, the greatest of poets, he was no mean poet either. Here are those poems one more time. Requiescat. Tread lightly, she is near under the snow. Speak gently, she can hear the daisies grow. All her bright golden hair tarnished with rust. She that was young and fair fallen to dust. Lily-like, white as snow, she hardly knew she was a woman, so sweetly she grew. Coffin board, heavy stone, lie on her breast. I vex my heart alone. She is at rest. Peace, peace, she cannot hear lyre or sonnet. All my life's buried here. Heap earth upon it. And on the sale by auction of Keats's love letters, These are the letters which Endymion wrote to one he loved in secret and apart. And now the brawlers of the auction mart bargain and bid for each poor blotted note. I, for each separate pulse of passion, quote the merchant's price. I think they love not art who break the crystal of a poet's heart. That small and sickly eyes may glare and gloat. Is it not said that many years ago, in a far eastern town, some soldiers ran with torches through the midnight and began to wrangle for mean raiment and to throw dice for the garments of a wretched man, not knowing the god's wonder or his woe? This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes or to support this show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, especially our gifted producer, Logan Green, I'm Sean Johnson. Until next time, happy birthday, Oscar Wilde, and happy reading to the rest of you. <laughs>